the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and we are here once again. It is the middle of May, and we are on show 161. Welcome. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing some uh, conversation with a guy that I've known for most of his life and a little bit. But before we do that, I want to tell you just a little bit about what you can do to help out the show. Because I know you want to help out the show. Otherwise, why would you be listening? One of the things you can do, and this is probably one of the biggest ones, is you can go on to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Because Apple is redoing, redoing their algorithm for how they feed podcasts to different streams when you're searching and so right now everybody's scrambling to get new fresh reviews and ratings so if you could go to apple podcasts write us a review give us a five-star rating that would really help bring new uh, listeners to the show and i really 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 super appreciate that so if you could go do that Right now, even if you pause right now, I don't mind going write that review. That would just be outstanding. If you've already written a review, I think you can write another one now, um, unless you just wrote one like you know a week or two ago. But uh, because they're redoing the review process and the algorithm process, I think they're allowing renewed reviews. So please go do that. That would really help out. You can also follow us on our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on MySpace. We're on Reddit. Uh, so go look for us in those places. Look for uh, Mess It Up Podcast. And on Reddit, we are our subreddit is Messed Up Ministries. So you can find us in those different places. Really appreciate the people who like us there. And once again, you know, social media is only fun if people are being social. If no one's on it, it's just a lonely guy with a computer. And, and you don't want that. I don't want that. I hope you don't want that. But uh, So go ahead and uh, friend me and share with people. Use the hashtag tune in Tuesday when the show comes out. Share it with your friends. Let people know about the podcast. And for you overachievers who really want to help out, a great thing that you can do is you can help out Messed Up Ministries by becoming a patron on our Messed Up Ministries uh, Patreon site. This is how we fund things like having servers for the podcast, for the website, how we help send people to uh, prisons to uh, you know, share the word and to participate in ministry. They need gas money, they need training, all that kind of stuff. So your contributions uh, to our Patreon go directly to Messed Up Ministries. They are tax deductible. Uh, so, And you also get some cool swag for it. So go check it out. Uh, go to our uh, website, which is messituppodcast.com. There's a little button there that says become a patron. You can click on that. And that'll take you to our Patreon page. You can also go to patreon.com slash podcast, And it will take you to our Patreon page. And we really, really appreciate all the people who are patrons, who are giving uh, a monthly gift. And you can do it for as little as a dollar a month, which really ain't that much. I know that I spend way more than that on Starbucks, even during COVID lockdown when I couldn't go there. Uh, so if you would be willing to maybe uh, give us your Starbucks money for a month and see how that works, uh, we'd really appreciate that. Thanks to all the Patreon members who are already out there. And if anybody has a great name 
for our Patreon patrons. That's something that I've been trying to think of. I know that uh, a lot of people have you know cute little names for their followers and whatnot, and I can't think of anything uh, great for Mess It Up Podcast Patreons and Messed Up Ministry Patrons or Patrons. So if you can come up with something clever, I'd really appreciate that. And uh, if I use your suggestion. Uh, there will be a special gift in it for the suggestors. So thanks to uh, all of you who do that. Thanks for listening. And right now I'm going to tell you something really fun. This is our word of the week. I love the word of the week. Somebody asked me about the word of the week a couple uh, days ago, how it happened. And uh, it it was originally the big word of the week. And I tried to find big words. But this word is not necessarily a big word. But it was suggested by listener Andrew in California. And this word is kerfuffle. And a kerfuffle is a commotion or a fuss, especially one caused by conflicting views. So when people are, you know, bickering back and forth, that is a kerfuffle. And I love that word kerfuffle. Hopefully, you're not having kerfuffles in your life. Hopefully, things are going well. If you are in the midst of a kerfuffle, maybe take a quick picture of it and send it to us on Facebook or Instagram and say, you know, my messed up kerfuffle. And that'll be fun for us to see. And it might make the person you're having a kerfuffle with laugh or punch you. Anyhow, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Avoid the kerfuffles. Speaking of a kerfuffle, I've got my guest here. And I told him it would take about two or three minutes for the preamble. Uh, And we're about five and a half minutes in. So I like to talk. That'll make it easier for us to get to our time, uh, you know, allotment for the first segment. But I've got a person who came down to be an intern for a little while with uh, Messed Up Ministries. I always get confused with Messed It Up and Messed Up. But with Messed Up Ministries, he's been interning here for about two months, two and a half months. Uh, And what it involved was moving from his hometown where he'd lived for a while to a place where he lived when he was a kid but really didn't know anybody. So I want to introduce you to Intern Dan. No, Dano. Intern Dano. I was going to call him Intern Dan. Intern Dano. Oh, man. No, Dan. Dan's my dad's name. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, Dano from uh, Portland, currently from Ridgecrest, but moving back to Portland uh, in a couple days when you listen to this or maybe after you've listened to it. Anyhow, on Thursday, he's going back to beautiful land of ports. So welcome, Dano. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. and I told him he was going to have to do it. A little bit nervous because he knows that uh, his dad is a listener. Uh, so, hi, Dad. How you doing? Enjoying the bath. Dan always listens in the bath. Um, speaking of Dan, uh, we got great news this week that he got accepted onto the liver transplant list. The first one, there's a, a dead liver transplant list and a live liver transplant list. So, we're working on trying to get him on that live liver. But uh, he's on the dead liver transplant, which means that um, a person would have to pass away and, and have their organs donated for Dan to get it. Uh, but it's great step. So continue to pray for Pastor Dan up in Portland, and uh, we really appreciate that. He told me that he appreciates the fact that you're praying for him, and he wished he would have been on the show sooner because right after he was on the show, then God uh, answered prayer, and he said, man, I shouldn't have been so afraid to be on the show. Maybe God would have answered those prayers sooner. So that is a good lesson for everybody out there. Maybe it's time for you to be on the show. You can do it by emailing me. It's bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Just let me know you'd like to be on the show. You can also, if you prefer, you can text me or call me, which uh, some of our previous guests have done. I get a call out of the blue and I'm like, you're going to be on the show. 
Phone number is 760-608-1942, and that gets you right to my fancy little phone. So I look forward to hearing from you however you want to do it. Dan, I've take Dano, I've taken up most of <laughs> this first segment just rattling on. So I want to give you a chance to talk to the people. And what I wanted to talk or have Dano talk about is just the idea of, of moving. A lot of people move, have to change locations. Your sister's going to be moving to go to college. Um, so just tell us just a little bit about what were your thoughts before coming back to, well, let's just backtrack a little bit. You used to live in California mm -hmm. when you were how old? Uh, I think I left Ridgecrest when I was about five. Okay. So five years old, you are currently? 23. Okay. So that's a period of quick math is about 18 years that you have not lived in Ridgecrest. Yeah. So. Maybe it's 12. Long time. Yeah. So um, it's been a while since you've been here. How much do you remember of Ridgecrest from being a kid? Uh, just my friend's house and the street that led up to it. Okay. So yeah. not a whole lot of, of memories. What were you thinking coming down here? Were you thinking, uh, were you nervous about it, excited about it? Your friend uh, that you, well, like your best friend is a little kid, still lives here, um, came back after college to live here. Uh, did that help? Did it hurt that you had been here before? What was going through your mind leaving your home? Because you've lived in Portland for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's see. It was eight, nine, ten, about almost eight years so now. So yeah. long time. Uh, coming back, I was excited because I haven't seen, seen my friend uh, Greg in like, what, ten years? Something yeah. like that. Um, so that, that helped, I think. Yeah. Um, knowing that people you know I think just having someone you know wherever you're going helps a little bit it's less awkward I think yeah what and what that was what I was going to ask you is how does it help what what helped you with that was it less uh, anxiety less fear just a, a, a sense of community what about it made it a little easier knowing people I think you just you get in a comfort zone kind of thing. It's like, okay, well, been here before. Um, I know some people here, so it's it's easy to go. But um, when I moved up to Portland, I didn't know anybody. Right. So, um, but um, what was I saying? Moving. Portland, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, something I found that helped was finding someone you can connect with or finding something that connects with somebody because something you do is going to connect with somebody right right that's a, a technique that i used to use a lot when i was in sales you always try to like look on a person's desk or their car or something that you can just relate to like oh hey you've got you know kids i've got you know a couple of kids and i see they play sports yeah and just try to make some sort of connection with people it's important you know connections with people having a sense of community is is important i know going into the prison i'm able to relate to the guys a lot quicker than people that i bring in as volunteers who have never been in prison because they don't have the comfort level the the visitor and then the inmates can tell when a person hasn't been in you can just you could see it very quickly the way a person holds themselves how comfortable they are and it makes it easier to have that connection to build now relationships 
so yeah, I can see where it'd be nice to know someone. Um, are you adventurous at all? Or because like I see when I was about your age, I moved to Seattle where I didn't know anybody. And then it turns out I did know someone. I found someone in the phone book. I was like, ah, a person that I know. And it was fun, but I, I was excited about the adventure of just setting out and being completely on my own. That kind of excited me. It was a little bit scary, and, and then I got very lonely. But uh, did any of that play in the the sense of adventure of you know going out and trying something new? A little. Um, I would say, you mean coming here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was some things that I wanted to see. So the the sense of adventure of like, oh man, I haven't been to this place before or, you know, there's something I really want to do down here. Um, that was kind of exciting to look forward to. Yeah. Um, so having an idea of something you can do also helps because if you just show up to a place and you don't know what to do, and then if you find something interesting to do, you can go out and go try it and go like... And you showed up with no car, so you weren't like mobile. When I moved to Seattle, at least I had a car. It's like if I needed to go, I could go to the store and get some milk. And you knew you coming down here, you were not going to be able to just like bop off to you know do something. That must be a little bit less inviting, I guess. You know, I didn't think it was going to be a big factor, uh, but it it, it kind of was because like a ten minute drive is like a thirty or forty minute walk. Right, yeah. right, and, and you showed up in March, February, yeah, uh, and now it's May, it's starting to get warm. Not bad to walk in Ridgecrest in March. Not great to walk in Ridgecrest in May. You're probably pretty happy that you're not going to have to walk in Ridgecrest, you know, in July and, oh, yeah. and August. Uh, when I was working at Starbucks, I would walk. It was three miles both directions, and we wore black shirts. And it was warm. Oh. And uh, I got, you know, walking to work wasn't the problem because I'd, I'd walk at 3 o'clock in the morning. But walking home, it was noon. So the sun's right there and it's just like, wow, this does not feel great. So, yeah, I can imagine that would be a little bit nerve-wracking. And then you've got family down here that you were able to visit. Uh, they came up and saw you. So that also probably helps. And then we've known each other for a good portion of your life not your entire life but I've been friends with your dad since you were probably two or three I'm guessing yeah yeah sounds about right yeah so I think I met your dad right around the time we became friends just after Trevor was born so Trevor is now 18 or so yeah that would be about a four year difference yeah so maybe I was 12 when I left okay yeah so uh, who knows? knows? Math is hard. I math didn't tell you there'd be math, so yeah. you're doing fine. Um, so what are some things that you were concerned about coming down here that turned out to be not a problem? And then the follow-up was going to be what were some things that you were not concerned about that, you know, un, un, no, you know surprise problems? Mm-hmm. So things that I thought would be a problem that weren't much problem was um, just my family. I didn't think that, you know, they would, like, 
travel that far yeah. to come get me. But they're only a couple hours away, so they didn't mind at all. Yeah. So that was nice. That was kind of unexpected. Um, so I was really happy to do that. Um, we actually had a cousin of mine fly in from Virginia, and I we haven't seen her for, like, years. Mm. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, and then something that I didn't think was going to be an issue but turned out was, was kind of a issue was the car. Yeah. The walking. I wasn't able to do as much as I wanted. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when you move, when you go to new places, you start figuring out things that you like. Yeah. Um, like air conditioning. That's right. That's some people like when you get a car, it doesn't have air conditioning. You're like, well, you know what? I think that's a requirement now. Yeah. It's kind of a thing. You, yeah. You, not having a car here, not having a car up in Portland, there is transportation. Yeah. Ridgecrest is not big on public transportation because we're just a small town in the middle of the desert so there's not light rail there's not a, a bus system really uh there's you know you it's like basically the bus in ridgecrest is like uber you know you call and they pick you up and you pay um so it's it's not as easy to get around yeah i thought there was going to be public transportation and there wasn't yeah. <laughs> yeah so i was like okay i can go places no you, you really can't yeah yeah um but like public transportation in oregon super easy you like walk 10 minutes get on the light rail and you can take a 30 minute trip and you're in downtown portland right yeah. which uh was kind of an interesting change of pace yes and also then coming here you know because we've known you i remember the last time i came to visit you guys in portland how excited you were to see me and there's a difference i think between visiting and living at you know because so, you've been living here and so paul as a, a friend and a guest is way different than paul as a landlord i'm guessing uh yeah yeah, yeah. was that a shock was that uh were you expecting that a you learn a lot more about people the more you spend time with them. Yeah. Yeah. Idiosyncrasies? Yeah. It, I Yeah. Or um, just things you thought about the person just kind of shifts. Yeah. You know? It's not bad. It's good things. Not necessarily bad. Yeah. 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 Probably not as bubbly about me uh, as you were when I came to visit when I come home, you know after working at the hot dog truck or something like that though not as bubbly yeah yeah, yeah. not as uh not as uh woo 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 yeah because yeah. i remember in portland like you just <laughs> like yeah. yell you would yell like everywhere and i was yeah. like wow that's impressive you don't yeah. yell here as much not as much no 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 i'm uh i'm a little bit more reserved uh quiet and it's you know it's interesting because i i i know that i've got quirks and idiosyncrasies and, and ways of doing things and so in trying to prep for living with me, I tried to give Dano a little bit of idea of some of the stuff. And I didn't want to overwhelm, but I also didn't want to leave anything out. Um, and so one of the things that I am guessing that I told you is that I like things to be quiet, which is not what you know me as. You know me as loud, obnoxious Paul. And so I talked about doorknobs and stuff like that and closing doors, you know, turning the knobs and everything like that. And, and Dano's been like, museum quality you know on that but it's really uh it amuses me because I, well i don't know if amuses the right it makes me smile 
because I see how hard he's trying to do it in, when he, you know, whispers to Alexa uh, to, to get her to do stuff. I can hear him. And, and we have a lot of smart lights in the house. So you can't just turn on the lights. You've got to tell the smart device to do it. And he'll be like, turn on the kitchen. And it's just like, wow, he's really taken that seriously. That makes me, it makes me proud. Um, so anyhow I mean you've been to our house you know how loud it is uh, yes yes and and just so you know you know at, at Dano's house it's pandemonium there's a lot of people in the house there's six Paxtons there's anywhere from one to three you know uh, foreign exchange students everybody's got at least one friend over um, a couple college students come over occasionally yeah yeah, yeah. and all hours of the night you know Dano's uh, college kid studying computer game design and plays video games and I can remember being at their house him getting very boisterous with the video games at like you know two in the morning and it, you can't believe it so that was one of the things I told him and I haven't heard any of that so I've got to say Dano you've done a fantastic job adjusting to quiet um, which uh, is impressive because that I think for me that would be the hard thing to go somewhere not necessarily knowing how I was going to have to adapt. We spent five weeks with our daughter in Hawaii and I knew that I was going to have to adapt to their lifestyle. Last spring, we we spent from March until May at my father-in-law's house and he lives in a 1,000 square foot cabin. Uh, and so it's tight quarters and you're in each other's business all day long. And so it can be tricky trying to learn those dances. It's not just like, um, I don't know, my, my ex-wife's mother used to say that company is like fish. You know, it goes bad after about three days. And I can think of some family that if I went to visit, yeah, three days would be, you know, a lot. Uh, but other family, like I could go visit my, uh, my kids and it's just like, yeah, I, they're ready for me to leave way before I'm ready to leave them, uh, kind of thing. And I think it was that way when we were with my father-in-law that he definitely didn't want us to go, you know, he, he wanted to be able to enjoy time with his daughter and son-in-law and we had things that we wanted to do. And, and he's going to be coming out here for about six weeks in June and July and he's worried that he's staying too long. We're like, no, dad, no, you can stay as long as you want to stay. So, um, but, but it is tricky, you know, with idiosyncrasies and, and those kinds of things. Um, so I don't have an elegant way of bringing us into the uh, song of the week. But uh, when I told Dano I wanted him to be on the show, I said, you know, I, you, you can bring a, a song of the week. And he didn't even hesitate. It was like he had it loaded. It was impressive. So, Dan, why don't you go ahead and tell the people what they're going to be hearing? Uh, we got This Love by House Fires. And uh, we're going to play about 90 seconds of it for you. We'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and to uh, kind of wrap this up. So, here's 90 seconds of This Love. Every day to walk with you to be My eyes open to see you. 
You go house fires uh dano why this song what what made you pick this song it's just a song that's always been in my head ever since um the end of high school is because i was focusing on like my walk with god and i was focusing on just my relationship in general mm-hmm. and this song just kind of reinforces that you know every day you're in his word um, doesn't doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're always there, like always reading 100 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. But even if you're not, his love is still there, and I think that's a very simple message. Um, and I just liked it. Yeah. Um, I as I look at this, this, there we go. I, I turned off my phone so I wouldn't get the the dings, but then it came through on my my computer. Sorry about that, people. Um, the uh, as I look at it, there's a lot of thoughts about the love of God in this. Um, but I like the fact that it's, you know, it talks about things like it, it, it's not like anything you've ever known. It doesn't make sense. It'll ruin every fear. And I love that idea of ruining fear. And I don't need to be scared that fear is ruined because this love makes me free. And I think in recovery, I cling to fear, or I used to cling to fear so much because I knew it. I didn't like it, but I knew the fear. And I was afraid if I get rid of these fears, if I get rid of these hurts, these hangups, these habits, what will I have? What will I be? And I didn't want to let go of them. And this is just a great, great reminder. I love in one point, and uh, it says, uh, so you can lift your head. It gives you faith. So you can lift your head and you can run real fast and you can feel his joy. Uh, I just think that it's, um, it's just like you said, simple. It's just, it's not, it's not Shakespeare. It's just simple. It's just love. Yeah. And when you look at how much it says that it'll do, it's like, wow, that's a lot of simple things that love can do. You know, just imagine if you got into the deep, nuances of love it's it's pretty powerful so so that's a good one thank you uh for that and um i when when i told dano you know gosh this is a long song it's almost he said no i think it's about three minutes no so it's nine minutes and 50 seconds if you listen to the whole thing we gave you 90 seconds of it so that's about less than 10 percent of the song that they heard uh so anyhow thank you for bringing that um 
as as people think about having to move, and I know with with COVID, people might be looking for new jobs. They might be moving to new neighborhoods or new houses. What can you recommend to people in terms of going to a new place and 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 arriving? What what have you learned about moving um, that might be helpful to a person who's going to be looking for a new place to live or even just a new place to work or a new place to worship? Um, I would say it's, you know, it's kind of intimidating, but at the end of the day, we have, we have like guidelines and like, it's not, it's not super scary once you, the, the scary part is starting, I mm-hmm. think. And once you start, it's, just it gets easier and easier. Yeah, for me, the scariest part of the roller coaster is the ride up the hill out of the, the, the uh, you know starting house. There, it's just like, what are you doing? And the rest of it's just pure excitement. But when I'm going up and it's slow, and I've got time to think about it, and like, what could happen? What's gonna? And you know, that's where I get the anxiety, and then the fun comes after. Yeah, I have a really funny story about something like that. Where we'll be the judge of that. You know, it's, I Try think it's out. funny. If, if you think this story is funny, please comment on social media. Dano's story was funny. If you don't think it was funny, please comment and say, I like Dano's story. Now you're just hyping it up. But anyways, we're in line for this roller coaster. And it starts where? off. Um, oh, man. Six Flags, Measure Mountain, something okay. like that. And it starts off, it's just the, the little lady goes, goodbye. And she presses the button. <laughs> and they go, Poof, Oh, And they just Was it the Superman it. ride that you go up? I think it was, it might have been something like that. And then come back down? Yeah. You just go straight up? You know, yeah, I think then, you go straight up yeah. and down or something like that. And my, I turn around and look at my sister and she, her eyes are wide. Yeah. And she was like, uh-uh. And she left. Oh, really? She just dipped. You know, uh, we went to Magic Mountain back when the Batman ride opened. And so this was in the early, mid-90s. Um, it had to be mid-90s because it was with Bev. And we rode the, the Batman ride and we're talking to Bev and we're saying, you know, we, you could do this. And Bev does not like roller coasters. She does not like to loop. She loves to spin, doesn't like to loop. So she rode the ride and she did great. And so Batman is one where you sit and your feet dangle. Mm-hmm. And you go upside down and all over the place. So then we decided later on in the day we're going to ride it again. So we're waiting in line and she's talking to the people behind us. And there's a, a like a daughter and her mother. It's similar age to our daughter and Bev. And she's telling mom, yeah, you can do this. It'll be fine. You know, it's, it's going to no problem. It's easy peasy. I've done it. You're going to, you know, seem scary, but you'll be all right. So we get in and, and when they, the ride comes into the station the floor is there and you walk across you sit on this little you know crotch seat and then you pull the the shoulder harness down and then the floor drops away and you take off so we get there and we're all piling in and we pull our things down and the lady behind us pulls it in and we're all getting ready and bev sits down and she's like nope can't do it and she took <laughs> off and the lady behind is just like what and she's already locked in she's got the shoulder harness down she's not getting off of this thing she was not so thrilled with, oh, no. with, with Bev. So, yeah, I know how that can be. And then I wrote it again, you know, just a few years ago. I, I got taken by a friend for my birthday. And I was like, oh, I love Batman. Let's go ride Batman. 
and I found out that I can't ride roller coasters anymore, and I lost my uh, my lunch. Uh, the only time I've ever thrown up uh, because of riding a roller coaster, and I stopped. I've given up roller coasters now. Oh man! Because I can't uh, can't take the uh, the spinning and the flipping, anything like that. It just throws me off. Uh, for a loop, which is what life can be like. Well, gee, Dano, um, it's been a half hour that we've no. been doing wow. this. Yeah. Well, that I've been doing this. <laughs> like moving into the house, you haven't been able to say a word. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a fair comparison. Yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to going back home? What's what's the the, the best thing about going back to home? Family, friends. Just back at. I think it'll be good to be back. Just not they're not old faces, but I've you know I've missed them. Familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Familiar, familiar faces yeah. for sure. Yeah. It uh, it just feels being back home. You know, we went to Hawaii for five weeks and we bawled our eyes out leaving. We did not want to leave, but when we got home, we're like. Okay, we're home, and it did feel just like a safe. homecoming kind yeah. of a thing. Just like a, I'm going home, and it feels good to go home. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Make sure you tell all your friends. Oh, yeah. I'll tell right. them I'm an internet superstar. Internet, that's what I promised Dana. Well, we're <laughs> going to make him an internet superstar by being on the Mess It Up podcast. Listen, people, um, we really, really appreciate all of our patrons, so check that out. Become a patron. Uh, as little as $1 a month can really make a big difference for the ministry, and it's tax deductible. So maybe you want to bump up to that $5, $10, $25. Maybe you want to take a couple of $25 uh, patron spots and get a nice write-off on your taxes. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who helps out with the podcast. Appreciate those reviews that you write and, and put on Apple Podcasts. You can do them elsewhere too, but really important for Apple right now. And uh, please follow us on our social media. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to call me, if you've got an idea for the show or a word of the week or a song of the week, or you want to be on the show, phone number is 760-608-1942. And you can get me on the emails at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. There's no excuse. There is no excuse. Thank you, Dan. I'm going to steal that. That was really good. See, that's why you need a good intern. They come up with the good things. Well, I think there's nothing left for me to do except for to say we'll see you next time we mess it up. Doosh. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Hey.